I'm Aaron Schachter. This is The World. Food producers around the globe are watching America's grain belt this summer, and the news is not good. The U.S. is in the midst of its worst drought in half a century. And this week, for the eighth week in a row, the Department of Agriculture downgraded the condition of the country's corn crop. The U.S. is the world's largest corn producer. So a smaller harvest is almost certain to rattle global food markets. And with prices already at record highs, the drought here could mean trouble for consumers thousands of miles away. Sam Eaton has our report. Yeah, it's not really far enough along. You pull an ear off, but there's probably, uh, probably not much of a kernel develop yet. Farmer Ben Kyle's corn crop is in big trouble. His 1,600 acres in northwestern Ohio have been decimated by drought. This ground here, you know, just it's loose. It's never had enough rain to melt back together. Kyle's farm could be considered among the lucky. At least his corn is still alive. This summer's drought is even worse to the west in Indiana and Illinois. But Kyle says the end result is pretty much the same. Realistically, you can't expect the stock to even produce a an ear that's harvestable, even with beneficial rains from here on out the rest of summer. The corn's already reached pollination, and it's pretty well done. Kyle expects to get about a sixth of his usual corn crop. He's already lost half his soybeans, and the outlook for the national corn harvest is getting bleaker almost by the day. Dan Bossie is an economist with the Chicago research firm Ag Resource Company. We fear the U.S. corn crop could end up as being as small as 10 billion bushels. That would be 3 billion bushels under the latest USDA estimate. And a drop of a third from the Department of Agriculture's original projections. Bossie says that's likely to trigger clashes between the country's major corn consumers, with meat producers, food processors, and even ethanol refineries fighting to get their share. And other countries that depend on corn exports from the U.S. could be in an even more precarious position. That's because the U.S. is the world's biggest exporter of corn and one of the biggest exporters of soy and wheat. David Lobel is with Stanford University's Center on Food Security and the Environment. The U.S. is so important to global production of food. It's almost twice as important for food as Saudi Arabia is for oil. So when something happens in the U.S., it really has implications for everyone in the world especially for countries that rely on imports of things like corn or wheat. So far, few are predicting a return to an all-out global food crisis, like the one in 2008 that caused riots in some 30 countries. That's because national grain reserves still provide some buffer to the markets. But Lobel says that may not last. The expectation is those stocks will be built back up, but we haven't had a chance to catch our breath, really. The demand keeps going up, and we haven't had some good years of harvest to build up stocks. So the mechanism for the cushion is there, but it's, you know, we're basically our shock absorbers have been worn thin. Those shock absorbers have also worn thin for the world's most impoverished people. Marie Brill is a senior policy analyst with the anti-poverty group ActionAid. She says after the 2008 food crisis and the subsequent price spikes in 2010 and 11, the poorest of the poor have exhausted many of their tools for coping with higher prices. Things like taking on more debt, cutting health care education expenses, cutting a meal out of their day. Brill says while U.S. consumers spend an average of 10% of their income on food, people in the developing world can spend upwards of 70%. And even small price increases in grains like corn can put family meals out of reach. If you think about places like Kenya or Uganda where ugali is uh, made from cornmeal, it's a staple food. Or tortillas in Mexico is another good example. And all of a sudden you can't 
afford to buy it, you really see that impact in terms of rising poverty. Braille says the 2008 global food crisis plunged an additional 100 million people into extreme poverty. Add climate change into the mix and the global food system looks even shakier. Stanford's David Lobel says there's still a lot of debate as to whether the crisis in the Midwest is due to global warming. But he says the heat wave that's accompanied the drought is exactly what the climate models have predicted. This year is kind of an illustration of the the kind of thing we worry about with climate change. With climate change, the saying is you're playing with loaded dice now. And in the sense, this year was the U.S.'s turn for a bad roll of that dice. And climate scientists tell us to expect more and more such bad rolls in the future, with hotter summers becoming the new normal. And it's the heat, even more than the lack of rain, that's got farmers like Ohio's Ben Kyle in such dire straits, especially when it hits during the critical pollination stage. Crops don't like heat, and the plants know it. You could have nice, tall, showy corn and still not have anything on the cob because it didn't pollinate well. Kyle isn't ready to blame his problems on global warming. But he says whatever's behind this year's bad weather, something is definitely changing. (laughs) I always say I I hope I can remember what normal is by the time we have a normal year, you know, because nothing's normal anymore. For The World, I'm Sam Eaton. Parched soil and unhealthy corn. Reporter Sam Eaton's slideshow is at theworld.org.